1: on a podcast that we're trying to turn this thing around. We're going to talk about what that means. We also got comments from Lonzo Ball on his recovery and his hopefulness that he can return this season. DeMar DeRozan set to return versus the Pistons. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk all about it today on Chicago Bulls Central.
0: You are now tuned in to Chicago
1: Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted
0: by Hayes.
1: Alright Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm your host here, Hayes. And so, Arturis Carter-Silva was on uh, the NBC uh, Bulls Talk podcast and he had this to say. Thoughts
0: about Chicago, the city. I, I enjoy the fan base and how how much they love the team and how involved they are. We deeply care about this organization and, you know, shout out to the fan base. You know, we're trying to do the best that we can and it's it's not fun when we lose i you know i'm a very competitive person that's what you need to know and i don't take those you know losses lightly and i get emotional just like you and you know we're trying to turn this around i'm really proud to be part of this and uh chasing the success of this organization and trying to uh you know trying to get to winning ways and how we're going to do it when we're going to do it it's it's still to be seen but I enjoy the process uh with uh, people that I work with and uh and I enjoy working for this ownership
1: and so in listening to this from Arturis Karnasova and his comments here you know we we know he cares we know I you know I, at least I do believe that he does care about the state of this team that he does want to get this team to competing as soon as possible but as you guys know where I am with with a lot of things with this team is that words don't really mean much to me at this point in time. Now, that could be me being a pessimist. That could be me just being a general asshole. I don't know, but it's not a lot that, of words that can really do much for me when it comes to this team. That's from players to coaches to our president of basketball operations. Now, I do believe that he does care about this organization. I do believe that he does care about the fans. I do believe that he does want to build a re- winning organization that is going to be a sustainable winner for years and years to come, and I know that seeing you know his bet on continuity kind of fizzle out at the start of the season like like it has and things like that, I'm I'm sure that it's bothered him. I'm sure that it's bothered this front office. I'm sure that they're trying to find answers to it while maintaining the bones of this team. And I know some Bulls fans are of the mindset of, well, you got to burn it all down and rebuild. It, it's it's not likely to rebuild, especially when you they have as many first round picks as they've given up lately. And you know, even though I've tried to identify lately and say that. You know, I do think that this front office, they don't want to see one of their young players go away and then become a star somewhere else. I think they just they don't want that stigma to continue to be on this organization. And because of that, they're going to invest in the future of Patrick Williams. They're going to invest in the future of Kobe. White. Uh I would assume we'll see what happens with Kobe White. Right. But the biggest thing with this team and this organization is that if you're trying to turn it around, you have to do something right. Regardless, even if you do think that this core of this group can be a perennial uh, playoff team, we need more to get over the hump, meaning we need some a, a more solid bench. We need some shooting. We need kind of the things that Arturis himself said that we needed this offseason when he said that we needed rim protection and, and shot making. And so because of that and, and the fact that we don't have it, and I know, you know the fact of Lonzo and, and his injury out, which we'll talk about Lonzo here in a second, it all plays into the fact of this has just been a terrible set of circumstances for the Chicago Bulls for us to be currently where we are. And even if you are the most optimistic about the Bulls' chances of being a much better second half team, going into the easier part of their schedule, it still leaves a lot to be desired that what was still the cap of this team is what a sixth seed, maybe a fifth seed if they just get nuclear hot and just go on like a 10, 15 game win streak, something like that. It, it would have to be something of that magnitude for this for this season to turn around in a way that you are not in the playing tournament, I should say. Right now, the Bulls 10th seed would be in the playing tournament. And, you know, I do think that Arturis is monitoring things. And one of the biggest things with this current situation in the NBA, because there is so much parody in the NBA, while it's fun for us to watch the parody, it is fun to be able to turn on any game uh, on any night and it just be a good game for it to not be as much separation as, as we've seen in, in past years where, at this point, kind of the 1, 2, and 3 seed, you, you kind of know who they're going to be unless a team just goes off in the second half of the season. From where the Bulls are right now, to the 1 seed it's it's 12 and a half games. Right now that may seem like a lot, but keep in mind, keep this in mind. From the 1 seed to the 5 seed, it's only 6 games. So, because of that, we haven't really seen this this much parity in the NBA in quite a while, and I do think that maybe even if Arthur is trying to monitor the trade market, I think a lot of teams are playing their chips closer to the to the vest. I think they are um that they are posturing a lot and not really we don't we're not going to see kind of the, the bevy of moves that we usually see by the trade down line this year, just because teams are just thinking that, hey, if they can go on a run, if they can get healthy, if, if another team gets injured or if another team does trade for another star or something, then it starts the arms race. There's just a lot of kind of like I, I call it posturing, a lot of that between teams in the NBA right now, because when there's parity of this level, it makes a lot of teams think, hey, we're not that far off. And because they're not that far off, they're hesitant to sell off their pieces. We've heard things of Miles Turner, Buddy Hill, John Collins, right? The Lakers trying to get rid of Russell Westbrook, which seems like it's not going to happen. The Jared Vanderbilt. Like, we've heard all these names, but not anything substantial. There haven't been any substantial moves made as of yet, just because I think a lot of teams are all just in that area, hoping that their season is going to turn around. So, you know, while... I would love to see this team go after Jared Vanderbilt. That's kind of the guy I've zeroed in on. And we all know when you hope on just one player, it usually doesn't come to fruition. And I doubt the Bulls do trade for Jared Vanderbilt. I doubt the Bulls make a huge trade at this uh, trade deadline. And that's not just going to be the Bulls. There's going to be a lot of teams. There's going to be a lot of teams that need just one thing to kind of get over the hump a one thing to solidify a championship run that may just not get it at the trade deadline. And they have to push it and hope that there's more things at the buyout market. They have to push it till next offseason to kind of bring in some of that talent. It's not just going to be the bulls, even though as bulls fans, I know it's easy to start thinking and feeling like, Hey, it's just our front office. That's not doing the things that we want to see them do, but that's just kind of where the NBA is at this point in time with all the parity going on. But with that being said, all it takes is one team to move off of a player for them to for, for then all of a sudden you see a lot of teams start doing moves and things like that. So you kind of got to monitor it. Just to just to say and, and speak on how close everything is, for example, the Golden State Warriors were in the play-in when, when yesterday started. They were the 11th seed in the Western Conference. They win one game, and they are now the 7th seed in the Western Conference. That's how tight things are in the NBA this season. The Bulls right now, for example, the Bulls are in the 10th seed right now they're only they are only 3 games back from being the 7th seed right a a winning streak or an illusion streak by another team can literally change the dynamics of the playoff race drastically week to week so as we see that now some would say that that is a bigger reason why our tourists needs to do something a trigger needs to be pulled on something but we'll see and looking at the bulls trade chips right When you look at some of the biggest trade chips that the Chicago Bulls have, let's just rank them real quick. We did this over a locked on. I'm going to bring it over here for a second. I've already said the Portland pick. I think that Portland pick and every day that the Portland Trailblazers lose, that becomes less of a trade chip. But the Portland Trailblazers, a team that was outside of the play-in right now, would be the 10th seed in that play-in tournament. So if you have hopes or you can convince a team, hey, there's a chance this Portland pick will convey and you'll have it, you have to use that. Javante Green, another player that I love on this team, but I do think that it's going to be the difficult for the Chicago Bulls to retain Javante Green. Another trade chip for the Bulls. Alex Caruso, I think he's a trade chip. We keep hearing that teams are interested in Alex Caruso. There's a different rumor now. The Knicks are monitoring Alex Caruso. It just makes sense, right? But again, that you would have to bring back some talent. Now, most of the championship level teams that would want uh, 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 Caruso. More so, would probably just be willing to give in Matt's salaries and maybe give their first round pick, which their first round pick wouldn't be great. But that doesn't does that necessarily improve the Bulls in a meaningful way unless they get involved in a three team trade. So it's a lot of things out there. Uh, Vooch and his expiring contract is a huge trade chip. Kobe White and the way that he's improved, you could say that that's a trade chip for the Chicago Bulls. There's a lot of things up in air right now for the Chicago Bulls team, and really, you kind of got to monitoring the the, the 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 trade market to see. What that what you can really truly get back. And I know as Bulls fans, it's frustrating. I know as Bulls fans, we think, hey, go out and do something. Then when something's not done, we just think that they weren't trying. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see from now until the trade deadline, which we got like 20 days until the trade deadline. It's not that far away. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. The fact that things are so quiet where they are, and you're starting to hear some of the pundits and things say, don't expect, this may be one of the more quiet trade deadlines overall in the NBA that we've ever seen because of the level of parity, which would then make the offseason one of the most active offseasons once people see how their season actually falls. So it's going to be interesting to watch and monitor. I don't know which team is going to be the first one to make a big deal. You can watch some of the teams that that are, you know, considering blowing it up. Um, you look at the Phoenix Suns, them being comp- considerably out of the playing tournament right now. But again, one game can change that. Do they decide to do something? Can the Lakers move off of the players that they've been looking at? Do OKC Thunder maybe try to get in that one beyond the sweep cheeks and maybe move some of their younger talent? I doubt it because they have a very young, scrappy team. Uh, the Houston Rockets, they're at the bottom uh, in, in the West. Do they try to sell something off? Probably not because they probably will wait to see if they get... In uh, the number one pick to get Wimbiana and then maybe move some things there to make that roster make more sense. The Orlando Magic, again, if they enter that sweep sweepstakes, could look to move some of their young bigs. The Charlotte Hornets, it's just crazy. The fact that they're 11-34, the worst team in the Eastern Conference right now, uh, they may look to do something. So there's a lot of teams, the, Tor- the Toronto Raptors, another team kind of like the Bulls that have been rumored to maybe want to mix up their roster. Then it seems like, hey, they're, they're maybe fine sticking it out. So We'll see what happens. Hopefully the Bulls do get involved in some of this. Again, maybe not the major trade that some Bulls fans want to see, but maybe something to improve the team. All right, let's move on from that. We got Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball was also interviewed and he said this. I'm just, uh, I just think it's, it's time consuming. This is my third surgery. I had two last year. It's about building the strength back up and confidence in myself. I'm only 25, so I'm not worried about it being career ending. So Lonzo wants to come back this season. And he even admitted that is there's, it, it it may be running out of time for him to return this season. And so with the eyes on probably being next season, if he even does come back this season, it's probably not going to be any meaningful time. And most of the time he comes back, it's going to be him working himself back into rhythm. But getting Lonzo Ball back healthy, and I've said this before, I know as Bulls fans and him having the number of knee surgeries and not being healthy over the course of his career, it lends itself to worry about what his long-term health is going to be. But meniscus uh, injuries usually don't turn into career-ending. And I know a lot of people, oh, the knee's done, it's this, is that. It doesn't usually turn out that way. Now, I'm not saying that it couldn't. Lonzo could just be somebody who just every couple of years had something wrong with his legs, like that many injuries to one knee, that many surgeries on one knee, it definitely causes some concern. Now, Lonzo signed a four-year contract with the Chicago Bulls. If he does not play this season, that still leaves two seasons left on uh, Lonzo Ball's uh, contract. And I'm going to ask you guys this. Ask Pat this over on Locked on Bulls. I'm going to bring this over here as the question of the day. How many games would Lonzo Ball have to average played over the next two seasons for you to feel like that contract wasn't a waste? That signing Lonzo Ball wasn't a waste. I put it at between 60, 65, maybe 70 is a lot. Like if you play, if you play 70 seasons, that's a basically a full season. But I want to know what, what your guys' thoughts on what that number would be. Also put a poll up in the community tab. So make sure you check that out. But when it comes to Lonzo, we know what Lonzo is. And I know some people are like, well, why don't the Bulls move on from Lonzo? Why don't you trade him? It's gonna be very difficult to trade Lonzo Ball. Right now, get anything meaningful back with him being out of basketball as long as he is. He said in this interview, this, was the long, this has been the longest he's been out for any, for any one injury, right? And so the, the, the fit that Lonzo Ball was on the court when he was here, the fact that he was the perfect backcourt mate for Zach Levine, who you just locked in for five years, you want to try to keep that and seeing if you believe by talking to his doctors, through your own training staff, things like that, that he's going to be able to make a return and even be 85% of what he was, That's a that's hugely important for what this team is right now. We need his defensive versatility. We need his passing. We need his shot making ability. We need to unlock him more. And since Lonzo Ball's game isn't one that's 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 based hugely on athleticism, like he's not one that's out there jumping out the gym anyway. You, you you tend to believe that he can make a return. The question just is is how long is it going to take for him to get his rhythm back? How long is it going to take for him to be that force again for the Chicago Bulls? Those are the type of questions we're asking when it comes to Lonzo Ball. And hopefully, he answers that shortly after. Whenever he does return and gets back in rhythm, we start seeing the Lonzo Ball that is the great communicator on defense. We start seeing the Lonzo Ball that is the distributor and and shut down defender that he can be at time the disruptor he can be, getting in the passing lanes, getting out in fast breaks, the beautiful brand of basketball that we play with Lonzo Ball out there on the court. Let's hope that we see that again someday soon in the Chicago Bulls uniform because I'll tell you what, I understand and I again, this is not one of those situations where I don't understand you guys who say, well, why don't the Bulls look at moving Lonzo? I completely understand that. I just, I understand also the reasons why they they can't necessarily do that in, in the way that a lot of Bulls fans that, that put forward these trade ideas think that they can but if Lonzo Ball is back healthy, it, well, whenever he does get back healthy and if he's back looking like himself, that's a player that you don't want to give up on. That's a player that increases your ceiling of your team. That's a player that can get more out of some of the talent we do have on this roster. When you look at like a Daylon Terry, Alonzo Ball getting out on the fast break type things with both the way they're being able to pass and move the ball in their court vision, that could be dangerous next season for the Chicago Bulls. And yes, it does suck that we have to wait till next season to see that potentially Kind of is what it is there, but I'm glad that Lonzo is making strides. I'm glad that he is making improvement. I'm glad that he's talking more, and it seems like his energy's back. He's traveling with the team. He's over there in Paris with them right now. Let's continue to hope and pray for the for the health and and return of Lonzo Ball. Right, let's get into the last topic for today. This one's on Demar DeRozan. He's set to make his return against the Pistons, and we need it. Right at the end of the day, it's this. I understand, and I've been one to say as well how how Demar kind of slows down the offense at times. How he you know, at times, you know, it's just isolation ball. We don't move the ball. We don't move without the ball. That's not on him. Players don't move without the ball. When he has it, we need to get back to that. Ball moving, especially in the last game against the Golden State Warriors, that's the brand of basketball that we need to play consistently. Players cutting to the rim, moving the ball around, things like that. But DeMar had an interesting perspective that I want to pick up on this one, and he was talking about watching the team going through scoring drought specifically, and he said this. You get a different perspective when, you're, when you are sitting back and watching from afar. We were just having too many lapses here and there. We we defense whether defensively or offensively that put us in a hole and made uh, made it tough for us to get back in a lot of games and we're still right there. My mindset is to this next half of the season and understanding those moments and being a lot better and emphasizing that so it doesn't linger through 4 or 5 minutes in a quarter of a game. So, DeMar, just being the tactician that DeMar is, Seeing how the Bulls go through these scoring drafts and seeing and and trying to understand where he can pick his spots to make sure that that doesn't happen. That is DeMar's best ability for this basketball team on top of what he does in the fourth quarter is adding, is is being able to be the one that can go out and get a bucket when the team is struggling. Being the one that can go out and get to the free throw line when the team can't seem to shoot to save their lives. That is DeMar's best and, and his mentorship, but his best attributes for the Chicago Bulls team that does go through huge scoring downs, It does can't figure out a way, that does you know get in their heads a little bit some, especially the younger players, when, when other teams get out to these big runs and we can't score. DeMar is the calming factor in all of that. And to see DeMar understand that, especially by watching from afar, as he said, and being able to kind of pick those spots better when he does return, I think could be huge for the Chicago Bulls. If this team truly wants to save their season, it starts now. There's no more, hey, well, we got this stretch then, we got this stretch now. It starts now. No, they're not going to win every game, but this team needs the three games in the a, in a, losing in a row, like they did, in the way that they did it. We can't do that anymore. Yeah, there's going to be times where the Bulls lose two. They may use, lose three games in a row, but we have to turn the season around and and find a consistent level of play. And, and and until we do that, it's we're always going to be the up and down team. We're going to be that team that is in the play in out of the play in. Uh, look like we're uh, getting close to 500, not not close to 500. Like, it's going to be all that until they get a sustained level of play and intensity on both sides of the ball. And DeMar has to be a big part of that. You are the veteran on this team. Many people say that you are the best player on the Chicago Bulls. So if that's true, we need to see you hold yourself to that standard. We need to see you, Zach, and Vooch as the big three or Schmedium three, as I called you guys before, take on the ownership when the Bulls are getting out to those droughts and fixing it. So we'll see how it goes in the second half of the season, the back half of the season for the Chicago Bulls. There's a lot of reason for hope. There's also a lot of reasons to not be hopeful for this team. And at the end of the day, all is going to be told on the basketball court, and that's it. That's really just what it boils down to. And just like that's it, that's it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns bullscentralpod gmail.com lastly if you want to leave a text and or voicemail the number to do so 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything chicago bulls related because of you guys and like i liked in every episode on go bulls love you guys see red y'all and peace this has been a presentation of the break break media, break- media.